Welcome to Try Try Again, a movie club. If you're not watching these movies with us, you should. It's super fun. I'm Todd Perkins, and I'm joined by a man who once threw a knife into a man's chest, Stephen Comstock. <laughs> I was I, there. It happened. I guess. <laughs> Stupid. It was when he was in prison. Well, when we were in prison. Uh, and... After we watched this movie, I caught her doing yoga on top of a banister. Jessica Perkins. This week, we watched an edited version of Kill Bill on VidAngel. We love VidAngel. It's awesome. And it's the cheapest way to watch stuff. It's a dollar. So if you like edits, you can watch an edited version of the movie you want to watch. And if you don't, you don't have to watch an edited version. It's cool like that. You can sign up at toddperkins.com slash VidAngel and enjoy the cheap awesomeness that is VidAngel. That is, again, that's toddperkins.com slash VidAngel. So let's jump right in and start with our reviews. I want to say mine first. Um, this movie was really interesting. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I wasn't crazy about it at first. Um, there, too weird? Was it the weird? It was too weird. It was too weird. But... By the end of the movie, it all fixed itself in my mind, and I'm giving it a 9.5. Wow. Um, That's really high. Yeah, it is. I, I think it's a... Um, I At first, it was, like, too gory and too dark for me, you know, with the bride, like, having a gun to her head at the beginning and getting shot in the face, and, um, like, that was just really heavy to watch, but kind of as the story unfolded and you got to kind of see why she was motivated to like throw a knife in that chick's chest and, and, you know, open up a can on everybody. Uh, I really, you know, got behind her story and, um, and of course, you know, the really stylized violence, uh, you know, by the end for me, it really ended up being incredibly satisfying. So yeah, 9.5 for me. Wow. Steven, what do you got? Uh, I gave it an 8.25. Okay. Um, I mean, I think it was a it was a good movie. It was solid. It was fu- It's really fun to watch. Yeah. And um, it's really unique too, which is cool. It, it kind of takes you know it, uh, if you watch it, if you've ever seen any like kung fu style movies, it's that's basically what it is, but kind of like an Americanized version of it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think Quentin, I mean, this movie has Quentin Tarantino written all over it and it has exactly his style, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and he did, I think he did a really good job. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. It's entertaining. And, uh, it was cool. You know what? Speaking of that, this is, um, I think the first Quentin Tarantino movie I've seen actually. Oh really? Oh so, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen Pulp Fiction or anything else for that matter. So well, if if I mean now you can imagine what most other Quentin Tarantino movies are like because they're like this. Okay, well I'm excited. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be watching more. Jess, what'd you give it? I'm going with an eight point seven five. I don't feel like it's in the category of a nine because that's like almost perfect. But it was really good. I really liked it. I. Like Steven said, it was just fun to watch. And I wasn't even like you where I was like, oh my gosh, this is violent. Because the beginning scene shows this chick getting shot in the face. But you know that the movie's about that chick. So you know that somehow she's all right. So it didn't really bother me. Yeah. And I don't know. It was just fun. I don't know. 
it, I just, I loved how it was like bright and kind of peppy, but like really like dark and um, evil at the same time. Not evil, but like violent and stuff. Yeah. Um, and the, the weirdness, like the scenes in black and white and the scenes that were cartoons and stuff didn't really bother me as much as I thought it would. The cartoony thing got a little old. Um, yeah, that was a little bit long, wasn't it? Yeah, like I, I, it didn't bother me until it was like, okay, when is this going to be over? You know, <laughs> like f- for a while, I actually, anyways, we could talk about that later, I guess. But yeah, I I really liked it. And usually, you know, we talked about The Godfather last week and I was like, I don't like movies where people are bad people. But like when it's about revenge, it's a totally different story. You know, if it's about revenge, like do whatever you need to do. You're allowed to be a terrible person. Yeah, you, yeah. you are. And <laughs> and I thought I would be bothered by the fact that it kind of ended on a cliffhanger. And I wasn't. I'm just excited to watch more. Like, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yes, me too. Well, that settles it for our family. <laughs> need to watch volume two for sure. Uh, we actually considered watching Volume 2 uh, for this episode, but I think after doing Indiana Jones and, and doing an entire trilogy, I felt like it's just too much to put more than one movie in an episode. We're going we're gonna to make it too long, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, it's less fun, more fun to savor it. So, uh, viewers, if, if you have any feedback, like, do you want us to um, do an episode on it? Because I'm not planning on doing an episode on it, um, but... If people want to, or if Jess or Steven, if you want to do an episode on it, then I'm down. But um, if not, I'm just going to watch it on my own because I just want to see it. Mm-hmm. I just read today, um, too, that um, a third one might be coming out. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, Quentin Tarantino said as uh, recent as um, the end of 2015 uh, that he's in, talking to Uma Thurman about doing another one. So Wow. Yeah. So it, it sounded like it wasn't like planned or anything like that it was like he has some parts of script that he hasn't used yet and mm. right but he's throwing around the idea so it's not something that's gonna happen for sure but i thought that was pretty cool yeah okay is this something everybody should see at some point what do you guys think oh man that's a i didn't think about that uh, even though i'm supposed to fire him <laughs> oh not my great salary i i think so i think i think you have to see that if if yeah, I would say you should see this. Just be mostly because it's got that Quentin Tarantino, you know, style to it and it's I mean his style is really unique. If you've never seen a Quentin Tarantino movie, then you've never seen a movie like this. I think you I think yeah, I think everyone should see this movie. All right. I I think so too. I think I think I I'm I'm more going to be more open to seeing like pulp fiction and stuff now that I kind of get his style a little bit. But like the over the top violence, it, it's violent in a way that you know you're going to be laughing out loud at least a few times. Like there's blood fountains all over the place, and it's just funny. You know, it's not gross violent. It's not like Walking Dead gross violent. It's just a lot of it's just funny violent. I thought. I think everybody could enjoy it. Like even people who are not into violence and stuff, everyone could enjoy it. I think so. I mean. I- I was surprised how much I liked it. So, yes. See, like for me, we talked about The Godfather in a previous episode and uh, it was some of the violence was like kind of hard to watch, even though it wasn't super graphic, you know, but 
you watch somebody getting strangled and they're fighting for their life and it's just like really hard to look at. And this, I felt like wasn't like that at all. This was well, this like, was like, this was like cartoon violence. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? If you've ever seen like Tom and Jerry, it's almost yeah. like that, but, but. Yeah, it's that, That's but. really but. true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's just funny more than anything else. Maybe we're just weird and twisted and people are going to go so. see this and be like, these guys are just bad people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember Steven and I, when we were like 10 years old, we used to make the, we made like the, the Mortal Kombat fatalities in Mario Paint. True. Make like Mario, like chop off Luigi's face. His face, huh? <laughs> yeah, just his face. <laughs> so much more violent than chopping off his head. Hey, man. We were the ones that did it. <laughs> I was there. Just uh, the front part. <laughs> so as far as parts of the movie goes, like one of the opening scenes is that fight at uh, the first snake's house. I don't remember her name. Copperhead, I think it is. Copperhead. And she has her daughter there and stuff. I think that's why it had a rough start for me because uh, I, I'm thinking about this this little girl, you know, and and them fighting in front of her, and it's like really stressful for me <laughs> to look at. Uh, even though like the combat was cool and, and the uh, the shooting through the cereal box was super unexpected, as was the knife in the chest. Um, so that that scene, I, I did like the initial fighting, but with all the stuff with the girl there, made me feel super uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool though how like they're fighting, and it's all like hardcore, like kung fu, super violent fight, and then like you see the school bus pull up in the background, and you know it's like it just it's it's like a combination of like Full House and Bruce Lee killing people <laughs> or something, you know. <laughs> It was, I thought it was great. And then the little girl like walks in the room and she's like looking around like, what's going on? And the mom's like, the dog, you know, how dogs act. Stupid dog. <laughs> and they both hide their knives. That was, that was, and, then, and then it's just like, you want some coffee? Yeah, I'll have, I'll have a cup of coffee. And they like walk into the kitchen. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, it didn't really bother me. I'm kind of usually like offended by like violence and children being involved in the same room, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, like when she, you know, threw the knife into the chick's chest, it didn't bother me. I was like, she she had it coming, you know. <laughs> also, I, I really liked how she invited the little girl. Like, when you grow up, if you want to come kill me, I'll be waiting for you. See you later. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really like the rape scene. Uh, you know, I thought that it went a little bit too far, I would say. Um, the the idea that the guy was paying the hospital worker to, to be with this person in a coma, like, I felt like that was enough. And then they kind of pushed it a little farther and then a little farther than that. But um, I'm glad that she bit the guy's lip. <laughs> that was so, I don't know. I thought that would look, that looked a little too cheesy in my opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah, it definitely just... looked cheesy. Oh, his lip pulling away. Like, yeah, his... yeah. Stretchy. Yeah. yeah. It looked like something out of, like, Evil Dead or something. It was, yeah. It was pretty cheesy. I think this was after um, the two dirtbag guys were, you know, in the in the hospital room with her. But it was when the girl, the one, the girl with the eye patch comes in. Okay. She puts on, like, the nurse outfit, and she's going to go kill uh, the bride. Yeah. I think is what she's known as. Yeah. Uma Thurman. And then uh, she went, I don't know why, but I thought it was so cool that she put on the eye patch, 
with the little hospital cross thing yep. on the iPad. <laughs> totally that noticed was, that. That was awesome. <laughs> I was like, why? 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 <laughs> but I mean, it was like, oh, you're a nurse. You got the you got the thing. It's on an <laughs> iPad, but you're totally. Yeah, exactly. Totally as long me. as there's a red cross, it's a nurse. <laughs> Don't ask any questions. I always think it's funny in movies when nurses dress up like nurses, like with the little hats and stuff, because no nurse dresses like that. I mean, if you were in a hospital, working in a hospital, and someone came in dressed like that, you'd be like, get out. What are you doing in here? Like, we don't dress. Like, she's obviously an imposter, but in movies, when, like, you know, when people are trying to impersonate nurses, they're always in, like, the classic nurse costume. Yeah, they got it from, like, sluttycollegeoutfits.com or something like that. <laughs> uh, don't go to that site. <laughs> Sexy nurse Halloween costume. Yeah, exactly. Halloween costume. <laughs> with with eye patch. <laughs> with eye patch. You know those oh exist. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Halloween yes, costume Halloween idea. ideas. Yes. yes. I'm going to go as the sexy one-eyed nurse. I'm going to be gender-bent <laughs> bride and uh, <laughs> in <a> yellow jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> anybody? What? Jess? Jess? No, anybody? That'd be weird. No. It would Terrible. be cool. I'd be a dude version. I wouldn't be dressed as a woman. Okay. Not that that's weird, you know, cross dressing listeners. When the animated scene first started, I was like, what is this? And it kind of bothered me. I mean, I, I came to expect it. It's Quentin Tarantino, but I was kind of thrown off by it. But I thought it was really cool, especially the first few minutes of it when it was showing the the little Asian girl's parents being murdered. And I felt like it conveyed more emotion than just an, a live action scene would have. And I was like really kind of like pulled into it. Because, like, the little girl was hiding under the bed and her eyes were all big and filling with tears. And there was one point where she, like, I forgot. Do you guys remember? She, like, she gasped. She gasped, and I it, think. And it said something oh, yeah. like, like gasp. And it said gasp. Yeah. And, and then she, like, she, like it pushed it back, it in back, her back into her mouth. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And I just thought that was really cool. But I think the scene lasted too long. Because at first I was like, oh, this is really cool and, like, inventive and stuff. And then I was like, okay, I'm over it, you know. But I, I did think it was cool. But what about what about when the guy got shot and then you see the girls looking at him through the hole in his chest? Oh yeah. In the car. That's yeah, right. in the car. I remember I do remember that. Also it took him way too long to figure out, oh, that guy just got blown apart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Why is this camera right here? Right after the uh, the anime or the the cartoon scene, uh-huh. when she she this was when she like first got out of the hospital and climbed into the back of the truck, and then she was trying to like will her legs to work. Oh yeah, and then she it goes into that huge long story, and then as soon as it's over, and then she she says, "But first things first, and then it, like goes back to her, and she's all. Wiggle your big toe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but I liked how it like had this giant climactic story. And then at the end, it was like, wiggle your big toe. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. That was great. That was great. And you know what? It, seeing her feet made me feel better about my feet. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice she had some funky toes. I think 
most people in the world have funky toes. Yeah, especially you know? if you just like zoomed in on your toes and and recorded them for like five minutes, you would start to figure out how weird they look. Oh no, no, I, I know <laughs> I have hideous feet. I already know that. Yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> when I look at Uma Thurman's feet, and I'm like. Oh my gosh, she has like not very good looking feet too. That's pretty cool. Her feet are much better looking than mine, but you know, I appreciated that. You know, Quentin Tarantino is really real with that chick's feet. You know? <laughs> he didn't get like he some like foot model. Foot model. <laughs> <laughs> that would have, that would have been really sad. Like, oh man, your feet. We're gonna have to get a stunt double in here for this. <laughs> I, f- I feel like those were her real feet. She's like a tall girl, and she probably has like kind of bigger feet, and they're bony and stuff, you know? I'll, I'll back that. All right. <laughs> totally didn't anticipate really talking about her feet for that long. conversation we're having right now. I'm sure listening to Sure it. it is, man. They're all telling their friends. They're calling them up. Like, you got to hear the feet. You got to hear about the feet. <laughs> okay, so back to the sushi place. Um so he, he's going to, like, make the samurai sword for her, and she's, like, testing it out. And the best, <laughs> one of my favorite parts is he's like, you like samurai swords. I like baseball. And he throws a baseball at her. <laughs> and it's like, I didn't get what was going on until he actually threw the baseball. And I was like, oh, she's got to cut it real fast. <laughs> and she does, and it's beautiful. But I like, I like that scene. I liked how she was acting like all uh, tourist American girl, yeah, you know when she yeah. like first walked into Laughing the store, and yeah, and stuff. yeah, that was cool. And then she just like changed all of a sudden and yeah. started speaking all this Japanese. And he didn't even like question, like, "Hey, you're tricking me." It's just like, "Oh, this chick's for real." Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I really liked that scene too. I'd say that's my favorite scene. I just the guy was so lovable, <laughs> and at first I was really worried that she was going to kill him, and I was like, "No, I really like him," but. And then just him making the sword and training her and stuff. Not training her, but, you know, telling her stuff. Yeah, that's where the movie started to get incredibly fun for me. And where it turned from something that was like, it kind of made me feel uncomfortable into something that I was just loving every second of it from then on. And uh, and the meeting where Lucy Liu's character is standing, you know, they're, they're ju- that one guy's judging her because she's half American or whatever. And she's like standing on top of the table. For some reason, I don't know what it is, but when she's taking those like little short steps. Oh, it's it, so weird looking. It bugs me. I don't know why. Oh, really? I didn't <laughs> yeah, notice well, that. Well, not like, it not like bugs me like, oh man, I hate that so much. But it's just like, why is this like weird for some reason? It, it, I don't... it was. Okay, good. I'm it glad totally I'm not alone. Yeah, yeah, it was like weird, like super fast, like short. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, when, when she well, when, yeah, when she runs across the table to chop the dude's head off, she's like taking like these little tiny steps. It's a dainty ninja thing, man. I suppose, but it was just weird. <laughs> if you're both dainty and ninja. It's like she was like warping her. <laughs> why didn't why, I mean, why didn't the guy like get up and move or something? If I didn't, it just didn't seem <laughs> he like He only it had like a second, didn't he? I mean, it was <laughs> like, it wasn't like 10 well, minutes she took for like her to a get thousand there. tiny steps. It wasn't that fast. <laughs> <laughs> it shows the part like where she gets to him and he's just gone. <laughs> She's like, oh, like everybody's gone. The store's closed. So those steps took way longer than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> the janitor's in there like cleaning up and she accidentally chops off his head. <laughs> like mopping up. <laughs> I, I got to talk about the fact that she's in this rocking yellow jumpsuit. 
and she's riding this yellow crotch rocket or whatever you call one of those kind of motorcycles. And it's playing Fly to the Bumblebee. But it's not like regular Fly to the Bumblebee. It's like Spanish guitar version of Fly to the Bumblebee. Which, by the way, the soundtrack was so good, man. Like the really Spanish cool. guitar kind of stuff. Yeah, it feels like Mexican music, like the soundtrack of Nacho Libre, but like inside of a samurai movie. Yeah, Nacho Libre was a super violent kung fu movie. Oh my gosh, sequel? <laughs> I'm calling, yes. Calling Jared Hess right now. But yeah, the fact that she's dressed like a bumblebee and they're playing Flight of the Bumblebee was incredible to me. Um, I was really feeling it. Did anybody else even notice that? Am I the only one that... Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know it was Flight of the Bumblebee. I really like the song that the, uh, once again, the nurse, one-eyed nurse sing, is whistling. The whistle song, okay. Yeah. Oh, that was so creepy. I like that song. It was cool. I think, I don't know if that's a famous song or if it's an original song for the movie, but I liked it. Quentin Tarantino's famous for his music, isn't he? Like, famous for putting together, like, the greatest soundtracks ever for his movies. Is, I have is no that, idea. I think that's a famous thing. Sounds, <clears throat> sounds right. We'll go also, that. what was with the the like the intense fight music every time she was about to kill someone? Was that just to let you know that she was about to kill someone? <laughs> Maybe I don't even remember that. I don't remember don't? that. No, it, like zoomed in on her eyes and it made like a siren sound and it turned all oh, red. All- oh yeah, yeah, that was Kinda, cool. Yeah, every time. But a lot less annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's hilarious. It is. When people call my wife annoying, I just love it. <laughs> I mean, I never get to do it, you know? So Gogo, I think that her name was Gogo, right? Yeah. So she's like this, you know, like this crazy bodyguard girl. And I I don't know. I thought it was so cool to see because, you know, you don't see a weapon like that very often that she used. You know what I mean? And I really like the creativity of how she used it. She was like wrapping it around her neck and throwing it to her and kicking it at her. And oh man, it was so cool. And then and then the blades come out. It's like I've never even seen oh, is that yeah. a real thing. Like <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Probably not, but it was awesome. That was very cool. Yeah, I really like that scene. And then also the way she died was oh, just Oh, that was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and offensive. <laughs> she just, do you remember how she died, Tom? She, like, I don't remember exactly how she died. Well, that I remember was her thing, falling like, down, her side of, oh, she got hit with like this she, a wooden plank or something? Yeah, it was a, it was a, like a two by four with nails in it. And just, she just stuck her like in the temple of her head and then her showed her eyes and her eyes were all bloodshot and bleeding. Oh, mm. it was pretty, pretty violent. But that that was the other <laughs> cool thing about this uh, about this movie that I noticed, especially with that death, was a lot of times in a in a movie like a fight scene, the fighting goes on and on and on until like eventually somebody kind of wears down, and then they yeah. and then you kind of see the death coming. Yeah. And this movie, every death was sudden. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and that's how this was. Like they were fighting, and then all of a sudden. Nails to the head, and you're done. You know? <laughs> just yeah. like in real life, you know, yeah. if you think about it. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I really, with that fight, I really noticed, like, wow, that was really sudden. Like, they could have fought for another 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 
But no, it was just all of a sudden it's over. Yeah. You know what's interesting too about this movie? I mean, I I love that whole fight with the ball and chain, but like it from then on, it just goes from like fight to fight to fight, and um, it never got old for me. You it know? didn't. Like after that, after you have this fight, and I was like, when I, in my notes I wrote down, this is the best part of the movie: the ball and chain fight. This is just incredible. And then immediately after that, you have like where it goes into black and white. And, and she busts out her sword, and she chops off everybody's arms and legs and heads, and there's That's blood true. fountains what everywhere. Was, what was with that part where she was, like, breakdancing and just, like, chopping everyone's legs off? And she ripped out that guy's eye? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, ah! was awesome. Random. Oh, I know. Yeah. So very random. That's right when it goes to black and white, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what was with so that? So it's, like, the Did eye, guys- and then it's, like, black and white. Oh, yeah, yeah, but... Was there some type of like artistic thing that I missed that I didn't understand with that? I, I mean, you think of like maybe old kung fu movies that are in black and white, you know? Yeah. That that part in particular was different than a lot of the rest of the movie. Like, you know, perpetual blood fountains were happening I, there and chopping off limbs. I did notice that at that point in the movie, it did turn into a more of a classic kung fu movie. Exactly. She was like, you know, uh, crouching tiger, hidden dragon flying across the room a few times. Yeah, and there was like sound effects as she would jump and everything. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that part was the most martial arts movie of it. And I think that's what he was going for. That's what my guess was. Yeah. Also, the part where she ran up the banister was really cool. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh, man. And then like fighting on the banister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So satisfying. <laughs> yeah, that scene was really great. She, I, I wonder what the death count was. She killed like, not in, well, that was the other thing. Like once it was over, there was a lot of dead people, obviously, but it seemed like the majority of them were still alive. They were just missing like a limb or two. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I love that. Also, Didn't she, she said, say, like your arms and legs are mine, yeah, but you can yeah. go. She's like, if you're lucky enough they're to be alive, choices. you can leave, but leave your limbs because they're mine now. Yeah, I just have to agree that, like, I, I mean, being a, a woman who doesn't enjoy action scenes and like when you know Hulk and Iron Man are fighting, I'm like, get over already. Like, f- someone when it really bothers me, but I really enjoyed every fight scene in this movie. Like, and that's all the movie is. It was really cool. Yeah, one thing I've noticed in a lot of, of the new action movies is a lot of times in the fight scenes, you really can't tell what's happening. True. It's just like a close shot of people fighting, and you're like, oh, this is it's cool, but it's a lot of times it's hard to tell what's happening. And in this, you knew exactly what was happening because you saw people's arms getting chopped off and blood shooting out of it. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know. I love, oh man, the fountains. I mean, literally, if you the haven't fountains. seen this movie, it looks yeah. like a sprinkler. It literally looks oh, like a sprinkler. Yeah. It, lo- it looks like, like, a fi- like a firework fountain, but <laughs> blood instead of sparks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so unrealistic that it's funny. I love the end fight. I thought it was, it was so cool seeing her open up that door, you know, after this oh, yeah. huge bloody battle. And then she opens up the door, and it's just like silence. There's there was no music, there was no sound. Yeah. yeah. And it was snowing, 
Oh, man, Everything was, was white. The chick was in like a white kimono thing. It was it was almost like she walked into a different movie. Yeah. It was it was really well done. I thought it was great. Very cool. Yeah. And then she kills her by like scalping her and you're like, "Oh man, she scalped her." Then you see her and like her head's like gone or <laughs> uh the top of her head's missing. And again, sudden death. Yeah. I think that's why maybe Jess, that's why you um didn't get bored of the fighting because the only time it was like kind of long was in that black and white part, which was incredibly entertaining. But every other fight was pretty short. It really was. You know, the ball and chain one was like kind of long, but you know, not like a modern movie that's like like a superhero movie where the fighting oh is like the gosh. entire movie. Yeah, I can't uh, stand that crap. Yeah, this was like the the action was extremely satisfying. I was really I loved the ending of the movie and it was it nothing happened. She took um the chick, I don't know her name, the chick that she let live and she kind of tortured her to get information out of her and then it shows Bill talking to that chick. And it was just so it was cool. Like she got her information out of her and then you hear Bill say, Does she know that the child survived? And I just thought that was so cool. And it just makes me want to watch the movie, the next movie, so bad. And it, I should be pissed off because it's a movie and there should not be a cliffhanger in a movie. But it was just such a cool way to end a movie because it was a victory for her. But then there's like a little bit more, you know? I like that too. I really like the ending. And the action was really good with this movie. But again, like I said in my review, I like the story a lot. I did too. You know, like, cause at first I'm like, man, this chick is brutal. But as you learn about like, okay, she was like getting married and she was pregnant and, uh, you know, you think that her unborn baby was killed and, and she got shot and all this stuff and she's getting revenge on all the people who teamed up to take her down, um, I like that. I like revenge movies. Me too. If I feel like it's justified, you know, I don't like just like revenge for the sake of revenge, but like when somebody like ruins somebody else's life and, and, and tries to kill them and they don't succeed and the person comes back and they just kick everybody's butt. I appreciate that. Me too. I think this movie is so interesting because we don't really know a lot about the story. Like we don't know who, why they tried to kill her, why they killed her whole you know, wedding party or whatever. We don't really know how she was associated with them. We haven't seen her her, uh, her husband. Well, we know they were a team because they all had the same yeah. like, code names or at least similar code names. But like what they what their purpose was, you know, we don't know a lot, but still the movie worked somehow. It was really cool. So why do you guys think her name was bleeped? I have no idea. I don't know. In the stuff I looked up, it referred to her as the bride. And so they're not saying her name. I really, I've thought about it. I have no idea why we don't get to know her name. It would be just as easy to just never say her name as opposed to say it and then bleep it out. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's some artsy thing like she, she's the bride. Like that's what her revenge is all about. And then when she gets her revenge, like she can be herself again or something. I have no idea. Hmm. Yeah, I can crap it up. beyond me. I didn't, I didn't get it, but I mean, it was, it was cool, I guess in a weird way. Like Quentin Kennedy. <laughs> it's like, Oh, he bleeped her name. That's weird. I mean, I guess cool. 
Yeah. It probably makes sense from an artsy point of view. Yeah, maybe I'm just not artsy enough. Let's go to our questions. I'm going to start with mine. One thing that was kind of offensive to me, again, I'm a prude, is uh, her, her wagon, the, her car that she drove. You mean the, uh, the douchebag's wagon? Exactly. Yes, yeah. exactly. Which is now hers because she killed that jerk and took it. Yeah, dude. Death by door. So I was thinking, she took the guy's wagon, and, and you could take whatever route you want with it, um, but you can think of it as uh, the wagon has a different name, or that she takes it and renames it herself. Okay, well, I was thinking, <clears throat> when you told me the question, I was thinking, what other names would that guy come up with? Okay, that's fair okay. enough, yeah. Is that, is that okay? Can yeah. I do that? So I was just trying to think of, okay, if I was a huge D-bag, what are some things that I would love? And so I came up with two. One, I would call it just Dane Cook. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then two, I would just call it Durst. <laughs> Durst. As in Fred Durst. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Limp Biscuit as the leader of the tools. <laughs> Well, I was thinking more along the lines of editing the name of the wagon to make it less offensive and also providing a service for her. And so I'm renaming it to the Pussycat Wagon, and Mm. it is filled with kittens. So when she gets back from a fight, you know, she's not a bad person. She has a soul. She's just She has these things she needs to do, so it's filled with kittens, and she just comes back and cuddles with them. It could be a grooming van. Yeah. Turn it into a positive thing. <laughs> it can double a pet, as a grooming pet van. Pet grooming van, you know? Yeah. It's an alibi, you know? Or right. something. Uh, for mine, I, I kept it simple. I, I thought of her renaming it. Her, she takes it and she's like, no, this is mine now. It's going to be the stabbing wagon. And she's going to stab fools like she loves to do and is so good at. Stabbing tools. She was really good at that. Yeah, she was. I admire that. All the code names for the assassins in the assassin group that she's going after were snakes. Venomous snakes, to be specific. So, if you had to come up with code names for other members of the Try Try Again podcast, i.e. Todd, if you had to come up with names for me and Steven, what would you... Call us. Snake names. All right. Jess, your snake name is, you're a diamondback rattleshank. <laughs> oh, you came <laughs> up with your own? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and Steven is going to be the wit viper. <laughs> you like that? I get it. Yeah. Wit. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how come Steven's witty and I'm just nothing? <laughs> you're waiting to nothing. Rattleshank. Shank, but- as in stabbing people. Yeah, but I don't do that in real life. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Calm down. It's okay. <laughs> Man, I wish I would have thought the thought of it the way you were thinking of it and came up with a, a fake snake name. That's <laughs> way more fun. Um, I like looked up real snakes <laughs> and try to like compare them to your guys' personality. Anyways. <laughs> The only one I came up with was for both of you, and you'd be the same one, and it's the green tree python, huh. which says it lives in areas where most people will never go. That's you guys. <laughs> That's so rude. You're so snobby with your 
snobby place that you live. What do you mean? You guys live in the desert. Oh Come my on. gosh. Don't be mad because hey, it's true. Hey, at first I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> Touche, my friend. Touche. <laughs> All right, I got mine. Okay. Todd, you would be the rosy boa, which I realize is not a venomous snake, and that is the point because you <laughs> you just could never assassinate someone. I'm sorry. Hey. Um, but also because your hair is rosy, you know, okay. red hair, yeah, so you're but, the rosy boa. But venom, I'm- venomous. <laughs> I mean, whining sorry. isn't helping, dude. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, I want to be on the sports team. <laughs> Pick me, guys. <laughs> Why am I always last? Such <laughs> a waiter. You're such a waiter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have you seen a rosy boa, Steven? <laughs> no, you're like, looking them up right now. It's like, no, I've, I've held one. It's like the wussiest snake ever, man. Oh, well. It's like if you see one in the desert, it's fully okay to just pick it up and just like put it around your neck, you know, rub it on your tongue. It's the, There's nothing wussier than a rosy boa. <laughs> it is rosy. Yeah, exactly. It's not oh, my fault man. you have red hair. Oh, my gosh. I hate you so much. I know. So much. <laughs> see, see, she shanks you with her words. <laughs> you nailed it, man. Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, okay, and Stevens is uh... a king cobra with extra venom. <laughs> Shut up. No, um, I didn't have a reason for Stevens. I just really like these snakes. They're the Saharan horned viper. They have like these little horns above their eyebrows. Or not their eyebrows, because they don't have eyebrows, but like above their eyes. They're really cool looking. I don't have a reason for it, but I mean, So you Steven just basically does... wanted to mention those snakes on our show for some reason? <laughs> Todd! Oh, well, mine had a reason. Mine was just embarrass me in front of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so the scene where she's in the, the, what is that place? Like a restaurant or something? Chopping up? Chopping off all the limbs. Hotel or something? Is it a I hotel? Was- there was like, I mean, yeah. there was a bunch of crazy a stuff. Bar, there a was hotel. a band there. People were dancing. There was, anyways, let's let's say it's a, a hotel. Okay. Anyways, so when she's in the, the hotel chopping off all the limbs, if that was you, what song would you be chopping off limbs to? What would be your limb chopping song? Oh, man. I am so confident with my song, man. It is it is the perfect song for Todd to chop off limbs. And that is Blitz Craig Bach by the Ramones. All right. Yep. And uh, I, it's just like, you know, with, yeah, dun, 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 chop your head. You know, like, <laughs> it, it's just, it goes with it perfect, you know? Just every chord change is a time to chop off somebody's appendage. Okay. I... The only song that would come to my head is Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. And it is nice. not a fighting like song scary. at all. But it would be like, it would be scary. And it would totally be me. You know, like, here comes the sun. Chop your face off. You know? <laughs> I like that so. you put words to it, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put words to Blitzkrieg Bob. Yeah. 
But yeah, so I, like I yeah, I went in with words to my oh, song, and you had words too. It makes me happy. Uh, my song was um, uh, Louis Armstrong. What a wonderful world! Oh man, <laughs> is it in slow motion? No. Well, like, yeah, I guess, I guess it would be. That would be cool. It's in slow motion. I didn't picture it that way, but that's a lot cooler. I just <laughs> and you're smiling. <laughs> really yeah, big. I like the contrast of like. <laughs> Me chopping people up and it's like this awesome classical song that's all like nice sounding and as blood's like spraying across my foot across my face, you hear like Louis Armstrong's raspy voice singing What a Wonderful World. <laughs> ah, never mind, you ruined my fantasy. <laughs> Can a guy just fantasize about blood getting sprayed across his face without you ruining it? I was trying to help people picture it, <laughs> but it was so terrible. <laughs> That's what my enemies would sound like as they're dying. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, another song I think of, it, it always makes me think of violent things, and uh, hopefully this doesn't freak you guys out. Um, when Jess and I got married, the song that we like danced to at our wedding was the, uh, the Till There Was You the Beatles version of that song. And um, I don't know, man. I think I think every time I hear that song, I picture people dying. What the what? heck? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> the contrast of that, next time you hear that, think of people dying. It's really creepy. It's extremely creepy how perfectly it goes with it. But why is that? Why did that only start happening after you danced to it at your wedding? <laughs> it's a long story. The story lasts about nine years. Okay. <laughs> Does that have something to do with the uh, snake McStabby or whatever you call it? There we go. Yes, exactly. Oh, man. You make me sound like such an evil person. It's <laughs> uh, satisfying. Okay, bonus question. Kill Bill the Ride. <laughs> of course. Oh, my gosh. So I wasn't going to do that, man. You stole it from me. Dang it. Where I know, I was just joking. Okay, so it's oh. a small world. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of ninjas everywhere of ninjas. throwing crap at you. You're, you're driving Asians. along in Durstmobile. <laughs> <sighs> so good. Classic small world. <laughs> also, uh, instead of water, it's blood. <laughs> you're driving in the blood. They give you some daggers so you can throw it at the ninjas. <clears throat> I like it. It's always got to be a Disneyland ride, too, huh? When it- yeah, we're pretty unoriginal. <laughs> I know. Uh- <laughs> What's the most popular Disneyland ride? Um- <laughs> also the worst. Hey, hey, hey. I take it. I take issue with that, bro. I really? love that. You guys but- like it? It's a small world. Oh, I oh love God. that ride. It's hilarious. I'd rather get chopped up by Uma Thurman than go on that ride. <laughs> Dude, oh. that ride is the best. It's air-conditioned. Yes. It's long, so you get a nice rest on your feet so basically you like it because of laziness and you're <laughs> sitting there than walking yeah. around Disneyland. <laughs> exactly. exactly makes yeah. perfect sense right. and lights shiny yeah. things right. thinking about that ride makes me want to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> so next week jess gets to pick the movie i don't think she's told anybody yet so this is going to be a surprise as she reveals <laughs> it now don't suck, don't suck, don't suck, don't suck. I have seen this movie 
it's been a long time. I don't even remember what it was about. I just remember really liking it. So I want to watch it again. And the movie is Clue. Oh, man. Really? Oh, I have not seen yeah. Clue. I've never seen that movie. I heard it's actually pretty good, I think. It, I remember it being really good. <laughs> I have no idea why, because I don't remember anything else about oh, it. No. So I'm super excited. No, it's when, good. When's the last time you saw it? Probably like 15 years ago. <clears throat> Anyways, this movie is from 1985, and the only names you'd probably recognize, Tim Curry is in it, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. <clears throat> so okay. Dr. Brown or whatever his name okay. is. Isn't that his name? Yep. Yeah. And that's all. That's all I recognize, really. All right. Clue. So it'll be fun. Okay. We'll trust you on that. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible is offering a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial. So sign up. You can use our link, audibletrial.com slash try, try again. You get a free book. You want a recommendation? I got one. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Learn how to be a better person. Okay? Learn how to be better than us. Okay? (laughs) Unlike us, read the book and then apply those principles to your life. Exactly. Don't just read the book and instantly forget all of it like I did. Audibletrial.com slash try, try again. Support the show. Get a book. Everybody wins. If you want to say stuff, you can find me on Twitter at AskTodd. Uh, it's kind of quiet there most of the time. We got one listener who, <laughs> who who will message me now and then, and I thanks for doing that. He's, he's a what do they say? Why don't you read it on the thing show? Okay, Aaron Aaron L M Goodwin on Twitter says, "I would have given Labyrinth a three at most. Fight me, nice. What? High I, five, Aaron. Oh. High five. And no. then I said, "What? But the puppets." And then he said, <laughs> Fraggle Rock already exists and has 100% less man junk. <laughs> so he, he, won, he won that conversation. That's <laughs> there was nothing okay. I could say after that. There was nothing I could say. He won. So uh, 100%, now with 100% less man junk. <laughs> every movie should start with that. <laughs> Okay, so if you want us to watch something, you can send them to me on Twitter. Or if you know us in real life, tell us in person or however you want to. We don't really care. I like, I like that, uh, that uh, Aaron gave us kind of his review. We should encourage yeah. our viewers to do that too. Yeah, yeah, do that. Well, I got a comment from Aaron on Facebook today. Can I read it? Should I? Y- yes. He says... Literally yelling into my phone about your rating of The Godfather. Nice. He was not very me, happy bro. with it. You and me. <laughs> yeah, you and Aaron seem to be on the same stupid page. So on the page of righteousness. <laughs> no, the page of idiots. <laughs> P.S. We won't call you idiots if you write to us. <laughs> Jeez, Jess. Leave our, leave our listeners alone. Way to rattlesnake him. <laughs> Shank. <laughs> I meant to say rattles shank, but uh, I said snake at the same time. Shank. <laughs> right. If you like our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. If it's five stars, we'll read it on the show. We don't have any to read this week. Come oh, on, guys. Come well, on. we did just oh. our. our- we are doing them kind of back to back this week. So. Yeah, yeah, but still, review the show. It'll make us happy. I Even know. 
I know you're. I know you know who I'm. Who you are, man? I'm talking to you, dude. You listen to our show every week. Where's the review? Where is the review? I don't want to say your name, but you know, you know who you are. Five stars. We'll read them on the show. That's it for today. We'll see you next week. What? What's happening? It's <laughs> the closing hymn. <laughs> <laughs> what was that song? Why'd you do that? <laughs> it, was, it was a song for the show, man. Do you uh, even listen to the show? I do. But it sounded nothing podcast. like that. <laughs> I love that it was the closing. <laughs> <laughs>